Can you sing it again, please? Mama, Dada, Boo Boo, Chihuahua. Keep going. Mama, Dada, Boo Boo, Chihuahua. Mama, Dada, Boo Boo, Chihuahua. Mama, Dada, Boo Boo, Chihuahua. That's all I can do. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Moving Right Along, a Muppet movie podcast brought to you by ToughPigs.com. It's the podcast where we watch The Muppets Take Manhattan two minutes at a time and talk about it a lot. I'm your host, Anthony Strand. And I'm your other host, Ryan Rowe. All right, but I'm very excited, very excited indeed to be joined by our special guest. She's been on for every movie and she's back for this one. Who, who is it? Hi, everybody. It's Ross Strand. Thanks that's, for having me back, guys. And, yay. And husband. <laughs> You're welcome. That's, that's my wife. That's my wife, everyone. So what are we talking about today? We are talking about minutes 55 and 56 of the Muppet State Manhattan. In these minutes, Piggy finishes her fantasy and lands her dream job, waitressing at Pete's Luncheonette. Yes! I caught the end of the Muppet Babies, guys. You I'm did. so excited. Yeah. Well, you, you, so good. you asked for the going to always love you when I asked you what you wanted to come on. And then we also had two other people ask for it. Yes. So that's why we stuck you at the end. So you could talk about Gonzo too. Spoiler. Yes. Which is also, I mean, there's so many parts that I love about this movie. I mean, there really, there were very few bad positions that I could have been in, but I'm really glad that I caught the end of uh, the Muppet Baby segment because oh, I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> well, it's, it's true. So, so uh, let's talk about that. We're going to start at the very end of "Gonna Always Love You." Miss Piggy does her "Gonna Always Love You." <laughs> you really should have let me do that. Well, I was, <laughs> I was actually going to ask because I know that that Roz is uh, a singer. This note, this has to be higher than Piggy's note at the end of Never Before, Never Again, right? I'm I'm not sure that it is, but it definitely is close. I would have to actually see the music um in order to, to tell you definitely. But I actually I actually love singing this with her because Piggy just does the greatest, longest high notes ever, and they're super fun to sing, especially whenever you're a soprano. Well, do you want to do it? Then you do it. I, I, I embarrassed myself, <laughs> but you won't embarrass yourself. You do it. I got to start from the Matterhorn though, because uh, that that sets it up. Yeah, you know, she please. wants to be a good mom, <laughs> which in this case means being awesome and climbing the Matterhorn, which. <laughs> If that's the definition of good motherhood, all right, I'll try. Climbing the Matterhorn mm-hmm. after all her children are born. After all right. her and children, leaving are born. her children at home. Yeah, to go climb a mountain. Although maybe she's going to bring them with her. Yeah, maybe. And, you know, to witness her victory, that'd be fine. Yeah. <laughs> that and also she trusts. I'm assuming in this case Kermit to take care of the little tadpoles and piglets sure. that she leaves behind. You know, <laughs> bouncing baby figs. As bouncing we'll hear baby later in this movie. <laughs> But she's gonna climb the Matterhorn, but only after all her children are born. Because I want to be a good mommy too, and I'm gonna always love you. Yeah. 
<laughs> so good, guys. Great. That was just like mine. Yeah, that we, was the same. We sound the same. <laughs> but I, I do love that song so much. Um, well, well, actually, yeah. Anything you want to say about the song in general? Because Ryan and I, this is the third episode, fourth really episode where we've talked about it. Yeah, yeah. I think it's I my favorite it's, song from the movie. Yeah, I would agree with you on that. It is. It's so creative and. Then all the puppetry going on behind the song as you go. I mean, even her just climbing up a a giant slide in a nursery, which I don't know. I would love to have that giant slide in my own classroom because I do <laughs> teach preschoolers. That is epic. And, you know, she's just so tiny and round and cute. And she just climbed this <laughs> giant slide and then rolls down like a bowling ball. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's funny. We talked about all the high tech puppetry tricks that happen in this sequence, but that I, I love that it concludes with just like an old fashioned like toss the puppet down the slide. <laughs> right, right. Well, it just and I, but I also I think it really helps that before we get that, we get that great shot from Piggy's POV of her looking down at Kermit. Yeah, like we the audience are looking yes. down at Kermit with her, so that it's like, yeah, of course she wants to go down and see him. Yeah, here she yeah. goes. There he is. This is how I get there. I roll down. (laughs) Which, you know, I mean, I definitely tried that as a kid. Is that right? To roll down a slide. Like I was Baby Piggy. Did you succeed? No, never. (laughs) Never, never (laughs) successful. Chickened out most of the time. And then I'm pretty sure that I fell off the slide at least twice. Yeah. Trying to attempt Oh, no. I I could do a somersault as a kid, but I would never have tried somersaulting down a slide. Yeah. I tried a lot of stuff that I probably shouldn't have um, because of Muppets, but. <laughs> so can I, can, can I put you on the spot real quick? Yeah. Go ahead. You love this song. Oh yes. Years ago, when we first started dating, I made you a CD called Muppet love songs for Rosalind. Yes. A mixed CD that was all Muppet love songs, but it had this on it, but it also had with every beat of my heart, yeah. And you don't like with every beat of my heart, I found out after I put it on. <laughs> and what's the difference? Those are the same song. <laughs> it's it it's all I mean, it is about the Muppet babies. Yeah. Like with every beat of my heart, you got that from the Jim Henson. No, that's Sesame Street. It's, that's it's Sesame Street. Little Jerry and the Monotones. Okay. So that's that was Sesame Street. And I didn't actually know that song. And it was it was not Frank Oz. It's Jerry Nelson. It's Jerry yeah, it's Nelson. Doing, he's doing that. Doing that. He's doing Jerry. that. He's doing that like Miss Mousy. It's not Miss Mousy. But yeah, it's... but that high falsetto. It's like a falsetto, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that Jerry does versus the way that Frank sings for Piggy. There's there's enough of a difference for me that I'm. Uh, yeah, okay. I sing one over and over again, and the other one I. It's just like a screeching man. I skip in the car whenever that song. I can comes understand on. that you would be more attached to Miss Piggy than you would to Little Jerry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I would say that most people might feel attachment to Piggy as compared to Little Jerry. Yeah, maybe I guess so. I mean, some I, Little Jerry there. is great, but yeah, you know, it's, oh yeah, you, you can't really compare the two. I mean, Little yeah. Jerry and the Monotones, Elmo's favorite band, no big deal, whatever. <laughs> yeah, were but these are Muppet babies. Were they guys. also were they also Gina's favorite band on Sesame Street? Were. Yeah. <laughs> I believe that. These these are the Muppet Babies, though. So this isn't just... It's not this, just Piggy. It's not just Piggy. It's this is Baby Piggy. This is the Muppet Babies origin story. 
Yeah, and you love that show. And I I love that show so much. I love the original show. I love the current show. I I just I've always loved Muppet Babies, you know, and I know that I'm not part of the majority here, but Muppet Babies were as, as big in my world as Fraggles were. You know, they went know. hand in hand for me growing up. Right. I don't think that that's a minority. Like I think there are a lot of people who have a great affection for that show yeah you know i i always liked muppet babies i just sort of resented them a little bit during the the time like during the years when people would be like oh you like muppets muppet babies yeah like that you know just thinking they were the same thing yeah i i never i never had that problem i mean um i wasn't as hard into it as 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 tough pigs were you know i i i think that i've said in previous uh, podcast in previous episodes of this podcast, like I didn't know that Muppet fans were a thing right, <laughs> until right. I met Anthony. I knew that I loved Muppets. I had all the movies. I, I, you know, I loved Jim Henson, but I thought that I was alone. Right. Well, um, <laughs> well I remember you telling me when you saw "It's a Very Merry Muppet Christmas Movie." Yes. When when Kermit makes the joke about like you're not from one of those Muppet internet fan sites, are you? <laughs> you that you thought the joke was that that like that the, didn't exist. Yeah, the joke was like <laughs> that that would be a thing. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas we were like, oh, bro, tough pigs. Yeah, he's, he's talking, talking about, about us. us, or you know, like he's talking about Danny Horn. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I didn't I didn't know that that existed. So so. Muppet Babies was never really an issue because most of the people that I talked to were just like, uh-huh. And that's that's fine. You wouldn't talk about something that you didn't watch whenever you were three? <laughs> like, yeah, but Ryan, you're talking about when you were an actual kid, though, right? Yeah, like elementary school or like even going into, you know, like middle school age. And I, you know, I would be like, oh, yeah, Great Muppet Caper is one of my favorite movies. And people would be like, oh, is that Muppet Babies? Like, baby, animal, go bye-bye? You know, people yeah. not yeah. realizing that the Muppets are puppets, and they've been in a whole bunch of things where they're not baby cartoon characters. Yeah. Right. Um, I actually once had a dream where you and where Ryan, you and Joe were actually in the dream, and you were both watching Muppet Babies. Oh. <laughs> and this was... And this was like shortly after we visited New York and I got to meet you guys in person. But so like, that's how hardcore I am and how much I want you to love Muppet Babies. I I don't dislike Muppet Babies. I like Muppet (laughs) Babies. Oddly enough, I don't think Joe and I have ever sat down and watched an entire episode of Muppet Babies together. You have in my subconscious. Right, right. So that counts. Yeah. 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 Russ's dream (laughs) is that you and Joe watch Muppet Babies together. Yeah. Oh, good stuff. But I was just walking through the living room, and that's what you guys were watching. Sure, so, sure. Yeah, it's that not, happened. Yeah, it's um, not unlikely. <laughs> it's, it's true. I have very realistic dreams sometimes. <laughs> but um, yeah. Anyway, Muppet Babies are great, and you love them. And the fact that this is the original place, and they're so adorably designed. Yes, correct. Oh, it just gives me all the feels. To see how round they are and how cute they are. <laughs> yeah, great um, job by Michael Friff. Oh, I know. That's super exciting, too. So the, the, You mean that he was on our last episode that listeners have already heard? Yes! Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. Just wanted to make sure of that. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, he just 
did such amazing work with that because they could have been freakish because that's the other thing. The actual babies in uh, Muppet in the Muppet show, um, oh, Bobby like, Benson Bobby and the babies. <laughs> those things are terrifying. Yeah, that's what I makes them so great, though. That's why oh, those babies man. are hilarious. It's because they're so ugly. Oh, man, it creeps me out. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, fast forward. It's Bobby Benson. He should be arrested. Like, Every time. Like, call, call child services. These poor babies. And, and, and Muppet babies are the opposite. You know, they're happy and they're enjoying and they have all, all everything that they need in their nursery. What if Nanny was played by Bobby Benson? I called, I called social <laughs> services. What if they showed Nanny's <laughs> face and it was Bobby Benson? <laughs> And now I'm hotlining. Like, no, no, no. no Bobby Benson is bad. He doesn't nope. smoke anymore. They took his cigarette out of Muppet Christmas Carol. Why does Disney he? Plus. Does he own them? Like, is this is this payment for some kind of? Like, he looks like a bookie. So I imagine <laughs> that these babies' parents are paying off their debt to this bookie Benson by giving them hmm. their young. Is that what happened? I don't know. I don't know. You, you know, I, I would love, like, I don't know if any of the other Muppet performers wrote these detailed backstories for their characters like Frank Oz did, but I would love to know if Richard Hunt ever came up with a detailed backstory for Bobby Benson. Like, where did he come from? Why did he decide to make a, a band of ugly babies? Where did the babies come from? <laughs> I hope that he didn't make backstories for any of his other characters. If he no, no, not Scooter, Bobby, not Janice, just Bobby Benson. Right. If he did make a backstory, then he got it from Dateline. Like that guy's a <laughs> creep. <laughs> oh, you know what? He's not even in this movie. <laughs> Wait, he might be at the wedding. He might be at the wedding. The babies are definitely the babies. The babies, at the the wedding. babies, the the babies have a line at the wedding. Yeah, um, I am glad that I didn't have that part. Yeah, because you would have heard that exact same rant that but I just you, did. You got to do it anyway. I got so to do it anyway without having to look at the babies. Going to shoehorn that in here, no matter what happens. <laughs> Best of both worlds. Um, Pennsylvania so six five thousand. We should probably move on pretty soon. But is there That's anything fine. else you want to say about mother babies before we do? Uh, no, I've said my piece. And if you haven't seen the new Muppet Babies, you should. I, ha- I have it's really fun. <laughs> It's good. I agree. Co-signed. Yeah. Well, we haven't really talked about, we talked a little bit, I think last week about the music video for the song. Oh but, yeah. Yeah. I just had a little bit of that. This mostly comes from the Jim Henson's uh, Red Book blog. Um, there was a, an MTV style music video made for this song. Um, really? I, I guess it, it? it's, it's very cool. Very funny. Um, it was directed by Jim Henson. Uh, the song was remixed by John Jellybean Benitez, which I didn't actually look him up to find out what his other credits are, but I love that his name is Jellybean. <laughs> and uh, it was there was some footage from the film. They shot some new footage of the babies in the nursery, and then there are all these little spoofs of uh, like hit music videos of the time. There was also uh, there's a moment with a real frog, uh, and the Red Book blog tells us that the frog's name was Vito. <laughs> And the frog is wearing a Kermit collar, and there's a real pearl-wearing pig named Dorothy Pig Newton. (laughs) 
And then um, I think we may have mentioned in the last couple of weeks that there's a cameo by Jim Henson. He shows up wearing these Devo glasses and he he fixes a broken window and walks away on this light up sidewalk, Billy Jean style. Um, okay, I have to see this. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll watch it. We'll watch it today. Uh, the blog says the set was made surrealistically large, much larger than the one used in the movie, and each shot was kept to three seconds or less. Dorothy the pig ate three giant boxes of Fig Newtons during the shoot. <laughs> when they were finished, Jim bet the set designer, John Davis, a former football player at Ole Miss, $5 that he couldn't hit the set window with a football at 25 feet. He hit and smashed the window on the first throw. So I guess that's where that shot comes from. They just did it the one time and they broke the window for real. That's impressive. Uh, and it also says the video was a hit. It was named as a finalist at the 1985 VPA Monitor Awards in the Best Achievement in Music Video category. And Jim was named finalist in the Best Director category. So not one of his credits that we often think about or, or talk about, but it is a very cool video. Yes. And we will link to it in, yes. in the show notes yes. as well. So go check it out. That's something to look forward to. Yeah, it is. Um, but yeah, so anyways, back to the movie. When the song is over, we dissolve back to, well, I, I should say, Piggy goes down the slide like we talked about. And then she lands in Kermit's lap and she turns around and she's sucking her thumb. Oh, man. This meant so much to me as a kid. Why? I was a thumb sucker as a little kid. Oh, sure. <laughs> and suddenly Piggy was doing that, too. Yeah. And I'm like, I am not a freak. I am a Muppet. And that proves it. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, Representation matters, even among thumb suckers. Yeah. <laughs> but then we go, we dissolve back to the carriage, and she's laying in Kermit's lap and sucking her thumb still as an adult. Yeah. Which I never, I never really liked that much. It's a little weird. And also she's wearing gloves. So she's actually sucking her glove. She's glove sucking. Yeah, that's true. She does wear gloves as a baby piggy, though. Yes, yes, yeah, both true. versions. She's always wearing yeah. them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. There's just something about like she's not that infantile for most of the song. You know? Yes, that's piggy's true. She's like, about doing all this adult stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's like, the only baby. Funny. She's the only baby who doesn't go like mama, dada, goo goo. Right. Exactly. So then it's like. Why it? Why do they have her suck her thumb at the end just so that she can like act like a baby after the song? Well, yeah. isn't it just to get the get the reaction, get Frank Oz's coming out of it reaction, which is funny to me. You funny well, when Piggy as an adult is sucking thumb. No, maybe? whenever she comes out of it and she's just like, <laughs> oh yeah, she's she's doing that like <laughs> thing that Frank loves to do. Yeah, yeah. it's it's yeah. so that there's there's a transition back to the real world and then a little joke as a button on this whole sequence. Yeah. But um, yeah, actually, in the March seventh, nineteen eighty three draft of the screenplay, as we mentioned, there was a different fantasy sequence which you can hear about in a previous episode, but um, it. Uh, after this fantasy sequence, it's a little bit different. Um, Piggy is just hugging Kermit, and he has to tell her that's the end of the ride. And then she says, oh, Kermit, thank you. It means so much to me that you probably spent whatever money you had on this wonderful romantic ride. Kermit says, well, not exactly. Actually, I know the driver. And then the driver leans over and smiles, and it is Jim Henson. Aww. So they, that kind of makes more sense, because we were talking before about how there's never a close-up of it. Right, you can barely tell that Jim Henson is cameo doing a cameo as the driver. 
Right. So that would have been cute. I wonder. Been. I wonder why they cut that. Yeah, I don't know. Time. Like just time, time, maybe. I don't know. But what a self-sacrificing guy that Jim Henson is. Just like, yeah, you can cut my only cameo. Well, he didn't direct this. Well, I know, but he was probably he kept, involved. He kept the cameo in Great Bubba Caver that oh. he did direct. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and also. He does have more prominent cameos in the 30th anniversary special and Muppet Family Christmas. So, right, yeah, I don't know. Maybe he was just sort of uh, like figuring out how, like, is it, is it too much of an ego thing? Do I really want to be acknowledged on screen as myself? Maybe he was still kind of figuring that out. Right, yeah. right. But I can see why they were just like, well, yeah, let's have her sucker thumb them. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. It's like, we've got to get him out of this somehow. Right, exactly. Right. After we cut away from the carriage, we are back at Pete's, where, we, first of all, we see the outside of the building. We see some people walking around. We see a phone booth. Um, Ryan, you wanted to say something about this exterior at Pete's. Yes, I don't think we've talked about this before. If we have, uh, I hope everyone will forgive me. But um, this, so this exterior shot of Pete's luncheonette was, as we mentioned, some of the the, the shots in this movie were licensed as stock footage and this is one of them and this showed up in the pilot episode of seinfeld which at that point was called the seinfeld chronicles so they they're not eating at monks the the, you don't see the usual tom's restaurant uh uh in in manhattan in the establishing shot in the the pilot instead jerry and george are eating at pete's and it's the exact same exterior shot from this movie so it's it's I don't know when I first learned that. I think somebody had to point it out to me, but it's it's pretty fun. I think that people have pointed that out to me several times and I've forgotten it every time. Yeah. Yeah. Like I keep, I know that there's always some kind of connection, but it's just that exterior it's, shot. And it's just, in the first right. and it's just that one yeah. pilot. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Like the famous Seinfeld restaurant. Cause with yeah. my imagination, I'm just like, yeah, I think that somebody said something about like, like, Jerry Seinfeld walking in ahead of Kermit or something like that, where oh, I just yeah, no. start making it up as I go along because <laughs> right, I can't sure. actually remember sure. what the truth is anymore. Um, no, <clears throat> that makes sense. I like to think that, that Jerry yes. and George are eating there while, while Kermit's working there, though. Aw. You know? I, I do enjoy that. I think that they would get, you know, a nice egg white omelet from Pete. That would be fine. And, sure. And some toast. And toast. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, well, anyways, so now we're back inside of Pete's, where we see Piggy is now wearing the same waitress uniform as Jenny. Piggy works at Pete's now, but now that they're all lined up in at work, she turns her back to Jenny and kind of like leans back and forth on her heels in disdain. Is oh, she's it, tapping that heel? I yeah. guess so. Yeah, you hear it like it's yeah. great foley right there because it's just like bum 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 bum, and it's just a high heel. Yeah. But you can tell that she's using it with so much force. Yeah. And and her little and her little 80s hair is just bopping around in anger. And yeah, yeah. And her but, hand uh, is on her hip so you can tell that she's you know, she's got attitude. Is, is like, Piggy I, now the Piggy is the sixth new employee at Pete's in just a few days? Uh yeah, that's right. Four rats, Kermit and Piggy. Yeah. Wow. Where does he find all the money for payroll? I know. Yeah, we've talked about that. I'm not sure Pete pays his his employees. <laughs> Maybe not. But um, <laughs> I think that he might be paying them with food. Yankee bean soup. Yeah, Yankee yeah. bean yeah. soup. Um, I mean, he's always giving it away, as we know. With spoon. Um, 
Um, but so Kermit doesn't want any part of this. Kermit is like, yeah, here we are. It's nice that we're all together. But um, Piggy is not having any of it. Like, here's the thing. I guess I feel like Piggy and Jenny, like, they're, Piggy's already in uniform, and they're just having this conversation now or not having it. Like, why Why doesn't, why hasn't Piggy already had it out with Jenny before she started work, her first day of work? Well, this is, this is definitely, uh, you know, a bad tradition in film that we're seeing, which is basically girl aggression. You know, yeah. Piggy, Piggy's threatened by Jenny over Kermit. So instead of having it out, instead of being honest about her feelings and saying, um, you know, Kermit, I saw you giving Jenny the huggies. <laughs> she's going to stand there and tap her heel and she's going to be mean to Jenny and, you know, show up. And obviously she's working there, but also there's kind of this who wore it best vibe going on. <laughs> Between the two waitresses. And meanwhile, and Kermit's also, not wearing anything. Kermit doesn't have to wear anything again. Just Well, he just does, he washes the dishes. He's not serving. Yeah, what's yeah. he doing up front? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> he's just he's just standing there um trying to make it less awkward, but you know, he's he's kind of the reason that it is awkward. And Jenny's just doing her job. You know, no fault on Jenny. She's just being a good platonic friend and i don't think that she actually has any real clue why piggy is upset (laughs) i know that she knows that piggy is upset but piggy's committing some you know really angry girl aggression here and and even her behavior the way she says like we'll get it it's it's really uh really taught in our society to young girls that other girls are not your friend. They're your competition. They're your competition yeah. in yeah. jobs. They're your competition with guys. They're your competition with frogs here. <laughs> um, and that's what they're playing out is, is this idea that Jenny and Piggy can't get along um, because they're both women. Yeah. And mm. Piggy often goes to this and, you know, and I feel like they're correcting that in more and more recent stuff. You know, cinema as a whole is allowing more girl friendships mm-hmm. and things like that. Uh, but here, Piggy's just being like hyper feminine and hyper aggressive towards women who like Kermit. Yeah. So it's just an old stereotype. So it's nothing that we need to get rid of. But it's definitely something that I, you know, I'd probably say to my own daughter. How do you think Piggy and Jenny could actually get through this? Yeah. <laughs> well, what would you do? That's good. Yeah. If, Are you going to say that to her next time we watch this? Yeah. 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 Awesome. Uh, remind me, why does Piggy hate Reese Witherspoon on that episode of The Muppets, the sitcom? Uh, something about her birthday party or something. Or no, that was Christina That's- Applegate. Right. Well, so there you go. On the on the 2015 series, Piggy sometimes hates other women, but for reasons completely unrelated to men. So that's progress. And what's what's sad is that there are so many women that I know who are like that, who have a lot of trouble building up, you know, friendships with girls because they just think that they're in constant competition with them. And mm-hmm. That really is just false. You know, that's been fabricated for us in order, you know, as a distraction to keep us from taking over the world like we should. Right. Um, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Um, 
that makes that's sense. That's much more than I had for that little exchange. So I'm really glad that we had you on this episode, Ross. <laughs> yeah, if you show me a little bit of girl aggression, then I'm just like, oh, I know what that is. Yeah. I've yeah. experienced that. I know, I know, I've participated in it, you know? Sure, yeah. And you just, you just grow up and you learn and pretty soon you're just like, oh man, Piggy, that was the wrong choice, girl. Yeah. Just, just, turn, just turn around to Jenny and say, Jenny, are you interested in Kermit? And she'll say, I'm interested in costuming. And then they'll be <laughs> friends. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's true. They both like work in the theater in the end. Yeah. Um, they have a similar, and they already have, now they have the same job at work too. Um, but no, so, but speaking of which a customer comes in and Jenny says she'll get it, but Piggy insists that she'll do it. Yeah. And like you said, Piggy says, after all, moi am a waitress. <laughs> and see, like you're laughing to me, to me, that feels like this thing, like, I newer stuff. I always feel like Miss Piggy says "moi" way too much. Okay, you you, you, you know, like yeah, like I I my, in my head it's always like oh she didn't used to say it that much, but this is like exactly that thing where it's kind of awkward and she says it anyway. Yes, y- you know. Yeah, I think but it's like, been around I, for a while. Yeah, right. Yeah, this movie's as old as I am. <laughs> you know, and I'm going bald. Yeah, she always said "moi" and "vu." Yeah, I know, like, but like not she not all the time. Even in this movie, she doesn't say it all the time. I think it no, varies. But she yeah. did say it in the most awkward way, which is that's why very, it's great. That's very in character for her. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. But anyways, so then next thing is that uh, Kermit turns, uh, Piggy walks away to go meet, to go wait on the customer. Kermit turns to thank Pete for giving Piggy a job. And Pete says, do you want to say it? I imagine you do. Is that cooking? Is frog washing? Is pig waitress? Is not coffee shop? Is zoo? <laughs> <laughs> so good. And I and I asked myself, is this actually Pete's most sensible sentence in the entire like, movie? Like, like most coherent. Yeah, coherent. it's completely coherent. Like it's 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 just off because of the because of the grammar behind it. But that one you can follow. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I guess he's he's glad that he didn't hire those penguins at this point. Yeah, yes. that'd be even more of a zoo. Yeah, mm-hmm. penguins would have their own exhibit. Yeah, is aquarium. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so then Kermit just kind of nods and says, uh, "Yeah," and, and Jenny, Jenny's such a good pal. Like sensing that he's feeling down, she like tries to snap him back into into like a better mood. And I love Jenny's amazing enthusiasm. When she says, hey, Kermit, come on. What about the show? What are we going to do next? Yeah, she's a good friend. She is. She says it like she's Rod Roddy on The Price is Right. <laughs> she's just so excited to be a part of it, you know? Yeah. I, I think that she feels like this is this is her shot and she gets to help out a friend. And, and it's just, it's adorable. She's just starting out on her career and she's so excited. Yeah, that's true. That's true. She is. Jenny's great. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's call her. She called Jenny. <laughs> Jenny, I got your number. Ah, that's, that's from the 80s. Just like this movie. Um, uh, but anyways, so then Pete says, like like Roz just said, Pete tells Kermit that the mail is mailman come with letters for you. Yes. Um, Kermit says that must be more mail from the gang. 
but I love the idea that Kermit was so excited. And then it's just like an ad for a new pizza place in town. It's just like, <laughs> it's just spam. Could be. Yeah. It's the is, publisher's clearing house. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Is letter for you says resident. Right, exactly. <laughs> he, Kermit's like, no, wait, this one is addressed to Kermit the Gorf. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> um, but before we can find out what's in the mail, we cut away to Piggy, who is now waiting on the customer. And the customer is Brooke Shields. Brooke Shields. Yeah. But wait a minute. Who, who is Brooke Shields? <laughs> so Brooke Shields is a famous actress. And I know, like, at this time, she had been in some... I mean, she, was, she was a model. She was a model. She was, she was in the movie yeah. Blue Lagoon before this. She okay. was in a movie called Pretty Baby she that was, was pretty controversial at the time yeah yeah that's when she was like she was pretty young and pretty baby she was like 12 years old in that yeah, yeah or something um and of course most most notably for our purposes she was on the muppet show she was the youngest guest star on the muppet show she was 15 years old wow and i, I think Mupp- the muppet wiki says she was 14 when it was taped 14 when it was taped yeah yeah and it's allison wonderland theme um fa- m- many listeners probably know already it's one of the two episodes that's not on disney plus oh yeah sorry about that everybody Brooke Shields continued to be famous for a long time. She was in more movies. She starred in a sitcom called Suddenly Susan that was on for four four years. Somehow. Definitely. Yeah, it wasn't that. it wasn't very good. I I don't really remember anything from it. It was just one of uh, those it, workplace sitcoms. It had Kathy Griffin in it. Yeah. That was the Kathy Griffin played a less funny version of Vicky Lewis on news radio. It was <laughs> but it it was like news radio. Yeah, it was at a magazine. It was at a magazine mm-hmm. instead of a news, instead of a, a radio station, radio news station. Mm-hmm. But you know, we had Kathy Griffin instead of Vicky Lewis. Vicky Lewis. Great, Vicky Lewis. Yeah, that and was during that. Book. It was during that NBC musty TV era of like, yeah, we have a few huge hits. So as long as we we put the lesser shows between the huge hits, people will watch them. And as long as the lesser shows are at least. You know, fifty percent like another popular show, <laughs> right? right. Um, and just shoot me was that same thing too. Just no, shoot around me. that same time, yeah. wasn't that? Oh, but that was. Oh, I tried to revisit that. I remember that. I was there. That was dumb of me. It was bad. <laughs> Do not and, revisit that show, guys. And uh, the the single guy, I would add to that list. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. There was oh. NBC was a hit factory. Yeah. Caroline in the city. I, Caroline, Caroline in the, the city, I kind of liked. I like. I've revisited that in the past. Why don't you guys start the dang Caroline in the city no, fan club? No, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how good it actually was, but I remember finding it pleasant enough main, at the time. My main memory of Caroline in the city, and this is way off topic, is that um, Maury Amsterdam and Rosemary are in an episode. Oh together. yeah, and Sally from the Dick Van Dyke Show. That's awesome. Yeah, it's great. Great to see them. Mm-hmm. That was fun. But uh, Maury Amsterdam and Rosemary did not work with the Muppets. Too bad. Unfortunately, either one of them would have been would have been a that delight. Would have yeah. been great. Would have been great. Yeah, never happened. Oh um, man! But anyways, who did Brooke Shields? So she's in this movie as a customer, and um, Piggy Piggy well, gets called maybe, away. Uh, maybe I don't know if you also had this, uh, but she um, has a couple other Muppet connections. She contributed a recipe to Miss Piggy's cookbook in 1996. It was a recipe for vegetable health soup, which sounds oh, yeah, delicious. We have, we have that we book. We have that upstairs. Oh. Well, you we'll should, 
Yeah, make uh, Brooke Shields vegetable health soup we'll make tomorrow. Vegetable Should health I... soup, and we'll post it. We'll post the pictures of how it turns out in the I, show notes. Because it'll I, be done by then. Yeah, I've only tried um, Harry Belafonte's corn, corn pudding, which I failed <laughs> at. That thing's like a souffle. But you didn't know how to fold then. I know how to fold now. Yeah. Did not know how to fold then. I think that I can That's deal hard. with whites better now. Moira Rose taught you how to fold, so now you know. Exactly. <laughs> Just fold it in. Uh, I'm, I'm very proud of you for getting us both off topic and back on topic. I see what <laughs> you're doing. This is what we do. <laughs> well... Brooke Shields was also, she appeared on stage in the live Muppet show the at, at Muppet Fest, the 2001 convention. Oh, yeah. She was wow. in the Muppet show live, among other things. She uh, wore a pig nose, blonde wig, feather boa, and purple gloves to sing Never Before, Never Again with, with Kermit. I think Miss Piggy was not in that live show because it was like right at the time when she had just been recast. So like. Actually, Eric Jacobson filmed a hello as Piggy for that. Right. But and nobody knew it was him. I, I think at the time people knew. were fooled by it. Like they thought, oh, yeah, this, Frank Oz just can't be here. So he recorded this message. But it wasn't Frank. It was Eric, if I remember right. right. Exactly. Yeah. And it sounds great. Yeah. Yeah. And so she wasn't in the live show. So, so Brooke Shields played the part of Miss Piggy. Mm-hmm. And in this, they share a very brief scene. Yeah. Yeah. Hardly at all with Piggy. Well, because Piggy gets called away to go look at the postcards. Yes. So then Masterson the Rat comes up and he just starts, he just like stares at her and starts panting like a weirdo. (laughs) Yes. Masterson, not cool, bro. (laughs) No. (laughs) You work here, quit panting, and just get back in the kitchen. Just massively inappropriate. Yeah, it's true. Funny, but inappropriate. Yeah, she could file a complaint for sure. You totally could. Yeah. Um, but so then Masterson, finally, he says, do you believe in interspecies dating? And then Brooke Shields actually kind of like half smiles and says, well, I've gone out with some rats before, if that's what you mean. And Masterson thinks, end of yeah. scene. I think, out on the table. I think her delivery really saves it from being too creepy because she does seem kind of amused by him. Yeah. Agreed. Right. I think that's right. Agreed. She plays, she, she plays along a lot better than I do. Yeah. I'm like about to backhand him. If Masterson did that to you, you would not be amused. Well, even um, if he was talking to another woman, I would like come up and I'm be like, she is not being pretty for you. Bam. Yeah, no, this is out. this is not acceptable behavior in real life. Okay. Right, but he right. also is a rat. He literally is. So mm-hmm. you know, since he is a rat and he's doing a very ratty like thing. I, I I think that we can let it slide for just the joke, yeah. but um, yeah, yeah, still um, burns me up, guys. Sure, <laughs> but I was going to say about Masterson. We talked uh, so Bruce Edward Hall plays Masterson, who we've discussed. We talked before about him playing Beth the Bear in Fozzie's postcard, um, and we talked about how that that character sounds so genuinely feminine in a way that few Muppets voiced by men do. Um, but listening to Masterson here, he's, he also has a very high voice. Like, the two mm-hmm. voices are not terribly dissimilar now yeah. that I'm listening for it. Yeah you, yeah, you made a little recording of Masterson and Beth speaking back-to-back, and you can tell, like, yeah, this is the same guy who's doing just a little bit more 
Yeah, just a more feminine voice for Beth. Hello. My name's Beth. I can't sleep either. Maybe if we snuggle. Do you do you believe in interspecies dating? Whenever you played it for me, it sounded like they were siblings. Sure. It was like it was like here's here's the guy twin and here's the girl twin. Yes, huh. a, a real scooter and skeeter situation. Real scooter and skeeter, yeah. He could have played both. Yeah. Just <laughs> just very, very well. Sure, yeah. Um, it is impressive though. I'm not as much of a voice chaser as you are. I, I don't know to that. my to my eternal frustration. <laughs> Because I'm always like, can't you tell? Can't you tell? And you'll just be like, no, that no. doesn't sound the same at all. No, that one's a bear. That one's a rat. <laughs> <laughs> Bears don't sound like rats. Come on. Yeah, that's where I am always. Yeah. It's yeah. just like, it's just the visual part of it. I can't, I can't separate them. But, um, you know, it is a really... So for me, for you, you're you're just like it's clearly the same person. But for me, I'm yeah, just, I'll just be like I'll just be like Robin and JP Gross sound exactly the same, Ross. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> oh my gosh, stop it! <laughs> and and for me, it's it's impressive because unless you lay them back to back, unless you have you know your favorite Muppet nerd telling you that they are the same voice. For me, it's it's just enough of a difference that I'm like, that's really uncanny. Yeah. You know, sure. the fact that he can just pitch it in slightly different way and barely do a different voice. And they're two totally different characters in my mind. Yeah, sure. You know, yeah. so I'm just impressed because I'm because I'm not good at it <laughs> at all. So yeah. I think that it's really, really cool that Masterson can be, you know, just total panty little rat boy and <laughs> and beth is like this bear that i want to get to know <laughs> yeah it's it's actually too bad that uh bruce edward hall didn't work more with the muppets he could have created some characters yeah it seems yeah. like he's really talented or was yeah. but so anyways the last thing that happens in this scene is that they find out that the postcard is from gonzo gonzo your fave your, yes! your best friend bring it um, but but I think we should really save it for la- next time. All we find out is that come on, we're, we're having <laughs> okay. you back for the next one. Okay, good. Um, uh, <laughs> we find out that he's in Michigan, where he and Camilla have joined a traveling aquacade, and that's we'll talk about that's, that next. Yeah. But so uh, before we close this movie, though, any final before we close this clip, any final thoughts before we close? Roz, I'll start with you. Um, hearing Gonzo's voice is so nice because you get worried as a kid whenever everybody goes away and then suddenly through these postcards then you get to hear your favorite voices again and then you're like oh good he's okay Uh Uh, and also just that first shot michigan does not make sense for me that looks like the wisconsin dells straight up oh i can see that yeah interesting yeah that's that's we'll find we'll find we'll find out more find out next week where it was um but ryan anything else um i the only other thing i had is i like the sort of exchange of looks between piggy and jenny when uh kermit says oh it's the postcard it's from gonzo and jenny says great like you know she's she's just always this trying to be this perky happy friend and then 
Piggy shoots her a look and, and Jenny makes a face back at her like, oh, all right, all right, I know. Like, it just so much happening between them without exchanging words. Huh. I never noticed. Yeah. That's all. Um, all right. So before we end the episode, though, Roz, we like to ask our guests. Yes. Um, do you remember the first time you saw this movie? And where would you rank it among the Muppet movies? I'm, I, I don't actually remember, but I'm going to bet that it was I saw it in my grandma's basement mm-hmm. on a sick day. That's that that's going to be my best bet um, because that's where I saw most of the Muppet movies was that my grandma had them first. And that's where I went on sick days was my grandma's basement. And I just hung out down there um, while she like canned green beans and did all that stuff upstairs. Yeah. Um, so that was definitely, oh, geez, maybe first, second grade. Yeah, uh, it was really early. And um it was my sister's favorite Muppet movie. So it wasn't my favorite Muppet movie. Um, it's definitely high on the list. Um, top four, for sure. They kind of move around as the years go by. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Top four meaning the first four, I, I assume. Uh, yeah. First three and, and, Christmas, and Carol. Christmas Carol. Yeah. 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 Um, so it's in the top four of the first four. Of, because it's the first four, but it was my sister's favorite. And so we watched it way more than the others because my sister is six years older and she definitely told us what to do most of the time. Yeah, that'll happen. Still does. Still does yes. Still does. Um, shout out to my nieces out there listening to this. Yeah. Your mom <laughs> still tells me what to do and you yeah, know it. Say. Um, but uh, so I watched this so much and I just remember singing, singing, gonna always love you with my sister. Huh. Um, my sister would deny this or say that she doesn't remember, but that's okay. It happened. Um, but I've had a long, long time to, to love this movie. And, and it's really, 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 really close to my heart, even though it's not my favorite, but it's close because it was my sister's favorite. <laughs> And all right. I, I nice. had to watch it a lot. <laughs> all right. There it is. Okay. Well, I uh, think that's a good note to end on. And we will be back next week. But in the meantime, listeners, please check out toughpigs.com on the internet, Facebook, Twitter, all over the place. You can email us at moving right along at toughpigs.com. You can follow Ryan on Twitter at me, Ryan Rowe. Roz, where can our listeners find you, the elusive Roz Strand? Oh, online? gosh. If you can find me, good job. Um, but if not, then just just talk to Anthony. He'll tell me what you, what's up. That's, that's that's good enough for me. Good fair. Um, Anthony will tell you what's up. Yeah, I try to I try to limit my out, outside influence. <laughs> no, I don't know about that. I don't think that's true. What do you mean? Well, I have I have a rule that I I'm mostly Facebook friends with people that I would have. That you know, that you know in real life. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right, right, right. So if mm. I would have you in my living room, if I know you that well, then. Um, and you're already friends. Then I'm Facebook. already friends with you. Right. <laughs> and Oh, heaven knows. I haven't met anybody new this past year. So oh, uh-huh. we're good. That's true. Um, so our theme music is by Stacey Rosen. Thank you to her. And our logo was designed by Morgan Davey. Thank you to her. Fabulous girls. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and if you're so inclined, listeners, give us a positive review on iTunes and tell all your friends about the show and join us again next week for another episode of Moving Right Along. Goodbye. Bye.
Bye. So long.